Hello and welcome to The Projector Playground, a space created by and for projectors in the human design system. In this podcast, we will be exploring all things related to human design through a projector lens, what it means to be a guide and energy weaver for others, and how learning, playing, and resting are our signature tickets to success. I am your host, Eliana Miranda, and I am so deeply honored to be guiding us all into the psychedelic gardens that is our projector energy field. Our aura is focused, our seeing is psychic, and our invitations are made of magic. So if you are ready to play the projector way, then join us in this episode of The Projector Playground. Hello projectors, welcome back to today's episode. I am really excited for the conversation we're about to have because it's all about play. The projector play, our play with others, how to invite people into play with us, how to get invited to play. (laughs) Um, There's been a lot of play both on the field and in my life recently and I think it's time that we talk about it again here on the projector playground, right? We we know that the projector playground is this space in in the other realms that lives like as grandiose and large as a mountain in the middle of a valley, right? A mountain that kind of looks up and over all that is, but also has many lands and landscapes and pathways and grounds for all of us projectors to play on. You know, there's place for us to get quiet and alone and let rest, lest rest and lay down and stare up at the sky and watch the trees moving in the wind. And there's also plenty of space for all of us to be working on our own projects and sending our own messages into the projector field. It's also this place where we just gather with each other to create opportunities to play together, right? I really hope that these episodes both feel playful and purposeful to you, that they feel um, inspiring for your projector paradigm, for the mission that you're here to serve, for the work that you're weaving into the world, and that it also feels like a nice place that you can stop and gain refreshment and reconnect to the inner child that lives inside of you, reconnect to the part of you that really is your life source, your life force, the part of you that's so closely connected to the source of creation itself that it still kind of feeds and vibrates from that lifeblood. In my work lately, I've been doing a lot of projector-only spaces, especially the past couple months. And, you know, I'm recording this during Leo season. It's a really playful season for some. For others, it's like really intense and exhausting. For most, it's probably a little bit of both. Um, But in these kind of heightened energies of Leo, and then of course we did work together in both Cancer and Gemini season, I've just really noticed this energy of play and what it really means for us as projectors. So I want to share with you about some of the um, offerings that I've been I've been co-weaving with some of you projectors in in the Zoom room in the online spaces and how 
much fun it has been. Every single session, every single group has been different, both in the dynamics of the people that join, but also in the constellation of guides and guidance that shows up to present to the group itself. So we know that projectors are the most diverse type, right? We know that there's three kinds of projectors, classic, motor, mental projectors. We know that there's, I think, five authorities, if I'm thinking correctly off the top of my head this early in the morning, um, that each projector can have. So we have this great biome of diversity just in our projector genome. So when projectors gather, it's like, yes, there's this common thread of there being an open or at least undefined sacrum. There's this common openness and peacefulness and calmness. And there's this really direct focus on the group and on each other and on bringing something really magical into the world. So I'm sharing this with you because after each one of my practices, after each one of these group experiences, I've been like, leaving the spaces and going to my husband and my friends and being like, what I'm doing right now is so much fun. I cannot believe that people are wanting to gather and have this much fun with me. I can't believe that people are willing to exchange resource to just come and play like we are playing. And at the same time, I'm like, absolutely people want to show up into these spaces because the spaces that are being created through us through this projector weaving are spaces that i've always wanted to be in spaces that i always kind of dreamed and envisioned would be really cool spaces to be a part of to sit in to be a student in or a weaver of but never felt um or never seen anybody facilitating spaces like this and and what i love about these spaces in particular is that the the space itself is expanded, created, facilitated by everybody who signs up. So it's it's never just me um, manifesting these experiences into the material. It's like all of us souls, all of our guides, all of our planetary curriculums come together and say, this is what we need to work on. This is what our focus is today. This is this is the day and the energy that we need to gather under. This is the channel that we will build, that we will create boundaries around so this grandiose transmission can come through. And it never feels like work. It never feels challenging. It always just feels like a play date. Like all of us projectors are coming together and having our own sweet little play date where we can be our projector selves, where we can be seen as our authentic, true expression of who we are, where we can both be in a space but not get enmeshed in a space, where we can both be seers and observers and guides in a group without having to get hooked on, codependent, or burned out by anybody in the group. It's really this beautiful symphony, symbiotic symphony of people coming together, souls coming together, contracts coming together, guides coming together to create these offerings. And at the end, I leave being like, I, I literally can't believe that this is what I, I do for a living. You know, like I cannot believe that I get to gather people together to play in this way. So for those of you that are in business, like this is an important code drop here. For those of you that are in business, for those of you that are sharing your magic, sharing your gifts, and you're not classifying it as business, like that's that's part of this conversation too. 
when you make your work, your body of work, your offerings, your containers, your art, your this, your that, you know, whatever it is, your acupuncture, your body work, whenever you create this space from your own place of play, from like, this is what it feels like to play. My phone's not on silent, as you can hear. This is what it feels like in my world when I play. This is how I like to play. Do you want to join this play with me? And people want to play with you. <laughs> people want to be joining playful spaces. I think now more than ever, it feels so good to have spaces that are both woven with play and purpose, right? That have this essence of bringing our childlike selves into the group, right? Allowing the inner child, allowing the inner teenager, allowing the psychic seer versions of ourselves to all kind of be there, be in that space and get to kind of have a say and a play in the game. So for those of you that are creating things, whether you're already in business set up, whether you're newly on the path, I encourage you to create something that feels really fun and playful for you. And that doesn't mean it doesn't have depth. It doesn't mean that it doesn't have deep meaning and, and transformative experience woven within it. But it means that you're not getting blown out by offering this thing, right? That you're not feeling under-resourced by bringing this into the field, that you don't feel like you're pouring out the energy that's in your sacral center into this group just so that it can thrive, that it can be alive, even if you feel empty and like you'll need to spend, you know, the next couple of weeks like reorienting back to your energy. Create the spaces that feel like play and the people that are meant to play with you, the people that are living in the soul realm that are just like, yeah, this is the type of space I'm calling in. Like you be the leader, you be the one that gathers us together, you know, like our little spirits, just like having conversations up in heaven. And then you create the spaces and then people sign up and the, the energy exchange is effortless. The flow is easeful. What you ask to be a facilitator and holder of that space feels within your capacity and doesn't feel scary or daunting or like you're putting too much out there or asking too much from others it just feels really easy it just feels like this beautiful harmony of you and them and you both creating the experience together to format something that is in both your capacities within both of your magical landscapes and in you know accessibility for each of you to go to the playground right I wrote a post recently that was like, I'm really like over teachers talking about them creating accessible spaces in like the real life, like living world where you physically go somewhere and then you show up and they don't have anywhere for you to sit, but on the floor, like on your mat or a potentially really small pillow. It's like, that's not accessible. That's not, that's not supporting all bodies, right? That's supporting the bodies that feel comfortable sitting on the floor, um, you know, sitting with very little support. So, so thank you to those of you and to the spaces out there that are either allowing for chairs or for a lot of props and pillows and, and bolsters and blocks and things like that so that people can feel really comfortable when they sit and take in your transmissions or your teachings or your guidance. That's just a personal thing from someone that's dealt with having physical um, ailments and disabilities in my life that I also as a teacher not totally attuned to that now I'm very aware of if we're going to talk about creating spaces that are accessible, we need to talk about accessibility on all levels. 
and that's a lot of my work is like, how can I bring magic to the people, right? How can I bring magic to um, those that are searching for it, that for those that want to be in it and immerse themselves in it, and maybe they don't have somebody in their community or a space that they can go to, or they haven't just found the right person that makes the space feel playful and purposeful and also really secured and boundaried and protected. I'm always open to feedback on this and to how those of you that are creating accessible spaces are also um, are also doing this. I know there's like a financial aspect to this that we can talk about too, um, but right now I'm talking I'm talking about the physical aspects of things here. Anyways, that was that was a little tangent, but felt like someone in here needed to hear it. So we're creating spaces to be accessible to our, all parts of ourselves, right? So we're not ostracizing even a little bit of ourselves to show up into these spaces. And when all parts of ourselves get to show up, that's when we get to play. That's when the inner child is like, cool, I'm safe to be here. I can be myself. I can giggle and no one will judge me, right? I can cackle and no one will care. In fact, people will probably be cackling with me. So create the spaces, my friends. Create the spaces that feel like play to you, that create play for others. This is part of our projector purpose. This is part of our, our mission for being here and what we are here to serve. In addition to this you know, conversation, I wanna also weave in, let's see, there was something else here before I got to that. Oh, this is what I was gonna say, is that like, tell your people also that like you are up for playful things. <laughs> you like to go deep, and if there's time and space and capacity to go deep, maybe you offer that kind of structure. This is where, when, in the kind of containers that I like to go deep, but this is my play. This is like the thing that if you're gonna invite me to go do something, I would prefer if you invited me under these contexts of either there's a lot of individuated focus and we're going to go really deep with each other or this is a, a situation where you get to play where you get to be in your own energy where you get to be yourself and where you get to bring your full self to the game so i was with a, a manifestor friend the other night that studies human design and <clears throat> he's super into it also and we were talking about how you know important it is for there to be spaces for projectors to be with projectors and manifestors to be with projectors and how those of us that have these kinds of open sacrals are, are pretty aware that we um, we need spaces and we need containers with people that can really mirror back to each other, to ourselves, to one another, um, our particular design. It's like one of the greatest ways to get to know it, to get really familiar with it, is to get to experience it, feel it, and see it in people that are quote unquote, like you, like you in the sense that they have your design, they're interested in the same types of at least systems that you are, human design, astrology, that kind of thing. And, um, you know, people that are actively on the deconditioning journey, that are actively trying to look at themselves in the cosmic mirror and find who they are. So this manifester friend was saying that ever since he learned about human design, you know, ever every person that he meets and gets to know let me, let me back that up. Every one of his friends that he ends up looking at their chart, he says he gets a new depth of understanding of them. And through his depth of understanding, he understands how to be in better relationship with them, right? We talk about this here a lot on the podcast, but 
to hear it from a manifester, I feel like gives it like a new zest, right? It gives it like a new boost of energy. But this system really helps us to get to know those of us that we're already in relationships with, to get to know those people that we're already in relationships with on a deeper, more energetic level. And he was saying this particularly about his projector friends and how he's realized specifically with one friend that the best thing he can do for this friend is invite that friend to play. And I got like giddy with excitement when I heard this because I had just been recently writing about like projectors, share your play with people, invite them in to play with you, you know, let them know how you like to play. And then this manifester, you know, with their informative strategy is like, yeah, that's how I've learned to like really be in my best relationship with projectors is um, to invite them into opportunities where they get to play. And it's always so much easier for a projector to meet an energy being there if the projector is under the pretense, is under the cognition that they are there to play, play in their own energy, play with others' energy, play in the environment with the energy and the aura of the field, rather than it being like, can you do this thing for me? Can you build this thing for me? Can you structure this for me? Can you um, help me? Oh, even with a silent phone, things are not, <laughs> things are not turning off. Um, can you help me in my play? That's where we need to connect with projectors. That's where we need to both be projectors amplifying who we are and also receive the invitations from the people that are in our lives that feel most organic and attuned to our nature, the places that we can play. So kind of letting your people know like, hey, I like to play. This is how I like to play. This is how I would like to play. Maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you've lost that part of yourself. You know, I was thinking last night about how when I was younger, like my play got taken away from me really, really quickly because I grew up really fast. I went through puberty really fast. I got started getting uh, unwanted male attention really fast. And I um, got sick with an autoimmune disease really, really early on. As a splenic authority, I'm always like, yeah, that autoimmune disease probably saved my life. It helped me to get into my own aura on a weekly basis, multiple times a week where I could just be in my own space, my own two space, and no one bothered me there because I was sick. So they understood not a great way to get there, but you know, it was the way that my body guided me there. And I, I was thinking about the fact, like, how did I play as a child? And I remember really young feeling so vivacious and and dressing up all the time and putting on dance performances and singing in front of my parents and creating choreography with friends and um, having squirt gun fights in the backyard and crafting parties. And my mom loved to throw parties and I was the kid that was a Leo son. So I of course loved to also be the one throwing the parties and having people over. And then I thought about like how that transformed, like as the autoimmune disease came into play, as puberty came into play, as all these things started coming online for me, as I moved into middle school, moved into high school and how the play kind of turned into play that could be considered a little bit more um, toxic, could be considered a little bit more dangerous, could be considered like the real alteration between like a child who plays in the imaginary realms to a teenager who's also trying to disassociate and get to those imaginal realms, but doing so through alcohol, doing that, that through experimenting with drugs and with sex and with 
parties and breaking rules and sneaking out and in ways that you know we all go through our, our rebel teenager kind of initiates through that all of us um, in our own ways right in our own rebellions and I realized that like my play got really skewed in all of that my play was changed and altered for a really long time because of those states in the teenagers where I, I was very, very sick and I felt very depressed and things were really dark. And it's like after those years when I started to move out of my parents' house and begin to walk my own path and go towards my own life, I had to do a lot of deconditioning, right? And I had to do a lot of uncloaking and I had to do a lot of energy clearing and I had to take off a lot of the baggage that I was carrying for myself and for others and for experiences that had happened to me along the way. And I had to remove a lot of this heaviness and density in order to get back to the version of myself that loves to play. And I personally did that through my spiritual practice. I really found my way to play through sitting, lying down, doing breath work going to a yoga class, being in new moon circles or magic circles, taking classes online, studying, learning, doing ritual, attuning myself to Reiki, getting attuned to Reiki, doing energy work on myself, um, going on meditative journeys, plant medicine journeys, psychedelic journeys, going to festivals and playing with my friends. That, that's like the greatest gift of my whole life is that I got invited to go to Burning Man when I was 20 years old and I went and I never looked back. And I've been going to festivals every year since. Um, and, and Burning Man isn't a festival, right? It's like an art, culture, music phenomenon that makes you feel like you're on Mars, you know, on a different planet in the middle of nowhere. I've been there for seven years. It's my, my favorite thing. All festivals and music and friends and psychedelics, journeying intentionally, all of that is like such a great um, invitation to play. So I have a lot of energy in Virgo. I have like my Mars, Mercury, and Venus there, but it's all in the fifth house of play, of creative expression. So my practice that I did in my like two zone, right, that I do here that nobody sees, my magic practice, that is my play. And when I started recognizing that it was my play and it wasn't my structure or my had to or my self-care, even though it was all those things, that it was first and foremost the way like I love to play with my energy and to play with myself and to journey into the imaginal realms with my imaginary friends slash guides, that the practice itself became easy to do, easy to show up in because it was my playtime. It was my on my schedule as my hours to play in the realms of the psychic, in the realms of the spiritual, in the realms of the magical. And the more and more that I came to the space to play, the more and more people were like, what do you do all day long? What are you doing in that rainbow studio of yours? What is it that you're doing behind the scenes? Like your yoga classes are really different than other people's. Like what else do you do? And it's like, yeah, for years I was teaching yoga. And then at home, I like wasn't practicing yoga. It was just like doing breath work and meditating on my chakras and doing all this energy work doing readings, psychic readings. This has been like a huge, huge part of my play is doing readings with my friends for so long. And then it became my friends sending people to get readings from me. And then it became 
this call and initiation action to start sharing it online and to to get people into the field that were looking to connect with their guides and their messages and their channel to spirit to god so i share all this with you to just be like you might think that you've lost your play and maybe you have right maybe you have but it's always there somewhere and and it works a lot by kind of going back and going into your childhood and you know not everyone's childhood was a good childhood things could have happened really early on that shut down your play quickly but just thinking about and remembering the things that you really wanted to do right the things that like you felt safe doing so for me safety was like going to my temple singing our prayers and our songs learning this light language that came from this ancient lineage right going in and gathering and studying these ancient talmudic texts and then also my play was like sitting in my room playing in the fantasy land right like imagining things visioning things talking to my guides dressing up becoming the character i wanted to be and so so that's translated to an adult where like my play is a, a weaving of all of these right i'm both doing the religious ancient magic light language translations transmutations transformations and i'm weaving in the wellness and the body and the breath and the tools and mechanics that we have in this natural instrument of the 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 body system the attunement of the body system that allows us to really connect in with our soul our spirit and really feel and sense our own personal energy so friendships should be playful connections playful right as projectors we are both really needing play in our own lives and also here to really offer play and support for others right support in play right play to support show others that there are fun playful restful ways to get the job done to redirect their energy to guide their focus back to something that actually feels enlivening and exciting and satiating for them on so many levels beyond just well this is how you make money this is how you gain clout this is how you build the thing it's like this is how you play this is how you enjoy your life this is how you live in the frequency of joy joy that can hold grief and it can also hold pleasure and pain and all of the things but you recognize when you're in this frequency of joy that all is there to be a guide and guardian and teacher for you to be someone or something that plays with you on the fields of life so when you are in play you are amplifying that frequency of joy into the field you are creating the doorways and expanding the world of these doorways so that more people have the space to enjoy them too so play is like this direct access to our energy to our life source to our vitality to our gifts and our magic and when we can invite others into play and when others know that we're the friends they want to play with that we're the clients they want to play with that we're the teachers the guides the facilitators that they want to play with you're going to get the right invitations you're going to get the right people showing up in your field to both give and receive in your offerings you're going to have the right constellation of community that weaves this incredible tapestry of conversation and communication and co-creation that you get to show up and be like this is my life this is what i do for a living 
and not just for money but like this is my living this is how i live my life is creating these spaces hanging out with these people going to these experiences doing the thing being the one that gets to immerse in the playdom right that was my my play on kingdom queendom the playdom right in the palace of the play so I'm going to leave you with that. Just let that soak in like some gravy, you know, some some delicious, playful gravy that you can soak up and sip on and, and tune into throughout the rest of your day. And just start to really recognize what is the playful thing for you. Play equals you feel safe enough to let your inner child express itself. Play, equal, play equals your inner teenager feels like it has some nature to be itself and find its own unique path to doing things. Play means that there's enough boundary and protection that you can be in the psychic fields and be in the conversation with your guides and your allies in both human and spiritual form and not feel like you're getting blown out, turned off, over-resourced or under-resourced. Play means doing something that feels good to your system, that feels good to your energy that feels enlightening to your being and therefore enlightening to all of those that are in your field, that you connect with, that get to play in your aura. So this is the, the guidance for today is to reconnect with your play, figure out what that is for you, what that means for you, and be okay if your play doesn't look like anyone else's, right? Be okay if your play is your own unique collaboration of experiences that you weave together to create something really nuanced and beautiful and right for you. Connect with your play projectors and anybody here listening. Let's all learn to play more together in this playdom of the earth. Let's recognize that this earth was built for play with the plant spirits and the animal guides and the nature and the trees. Let's enjoy what we came here for, to planet Earth, to do and to be together. Let's enter the paradise of the playground. It's up to us, each and every one of us here today. And each and every person that you share this message with is going to receive a little dose of your playful energy. So thank you all so much for being here. It's such an honor as always, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye for now.